All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Hello and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown Show, a hoop ball presentation. This episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Taste the Kona difference. Get some delicious coffee. Head over to HawaiianIsles.com. You can also find their great coffee on Amazon. My name is Adrian Benjamins, and I'm joined, as per usual, on Sunday evening by Captain Kurt Beach. Kurt, how are you doing, sir? Adrian, my good man, I'm living the dream. Uh, just that uh, we talked about a little bit before firing it up uh, with the family down in Michigan, so away from Alaska, and it's a, it's a little warmer down here, 40s and 50s. Nice. I didn't know you were in Alaska. Is that where you usually are? Yeah, yeah, up there in the wow. last frontier. 
that is crazy um i'm about to hit the road myself after today uh i'm headed with the family we're, we're i'm in southern california we're gonna head up to northern california to see my wife's side of the family so uh, i'm gonna get into that family travel mode as well and uh kind of looking forward to it you know yeah it's a it's a good time for family yeah 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 so we hope you listeners are also enjoying the holidays and enjoying family time but also enjoying some fantasy hoops and uh kurt very unusual that you and i get a small short slate of games but that's what we're dealing with today uh i can't think of anything major as far as news goes you think there's anything we need to touch on before we jump into the box score nothing nothing crazy or breaking today or in the last 12 24 hours or so that i can think of nothing that i can think of either uh i just want to say i think we're getting a bunch of guys back uh i read earlier john collins suspension has ended so he's likely back luca we hear has been ramping up his uh um workout um so luca is going to be back this week uh man there like there's even a report kurt that steph curry it could join the team now i don't think we're going to see steph curry back anytime soon but just that he's kind of reached that next phase in his rehab and he could be like with the team traveling with the team so you know for those uh people who are um holding on to steph curry you love hearing that kind of news so real some i love this entering the holidays a lot of optimism right now it's pretty yeah definitely the NBA guys are trying to spread some holiday cheer to our fantasy teams. <laughs> okay, Kurt, let's jump into the box scores. Since there's really nothing major for us to talk about, let's jump straight in the box scores. Uh, I think the first game of the evening was the uh, Dallas Mavericks taking on the Toronto Raptors. A uh, really interesting game because we're still missing Luka. So interesting stuff on the Dallas side. Uh, lots of interesting stuff on the Toronto side because we're missing uh, quite a few guys over over there so really interested to see how things went over on the on the Raptors side but I'm gonna go in on the Dallas side of this game first and uh, I'm gonna start with Porzingis who uh, I feel like he's got a nice uh, boost with Luca out and I really hope that Porzingis keeps this up even when Luca comes back and uh, big double double for Porzingis 19 points 12 boards three blocks one steal he shot he even gave you three threes uh, now the shooting wasn't super great only five of 15 so you hate that poor shooting from your center but um six of seven from the line and he's been playing pretty good lately so if you had Porzingis, you got to be pretty happy with what he's been doing of late um another guy who's been pretty good filling in for luca is uh Jalen Brunson with 21 points, nine assists, four rebounds, one steal, two threes on a on an efficient eight of 14 shooting from the field, a perfect three of three from the line. You know, one thing we've learned is uh Brunson looks like the Luca handcuff. Uh, you know, I'm fingers crossed that nothing happens to Luca for the rest of the season but we know if Doncic does miss time Brunson is the guy that you want to pick up so very interesting uh man uh 
Dwight Powell showing some signs of life here. 17 points with 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 1 block, 2 threes on 6 of 9 shooting from the field. He was 3 of 5 from the line. Where's this guy been, man? Hopefully um, he can get things going. Finney Smith with 14 points, 3 assists, 5 rebounds. Um, you know, Finney Smith shows up from time to time, but pretty difficult to, t to trust him on a night-to-night -night basis. Uh, Hardaway with 16 points, five assists, eight rebounds, two steals, two threes on six of 19 shooting. He was two with two from the line. Kurt, like all the starters actually putting up some good games here. Um, with the starters going off, not much production left for the guys on the bench. DeLon Wright just continues to disappoint. Curry, who's had some big games uh, during the week, only one point in this one. Tough to trust him in standard leagues. Um, I'm... I mentioned it at the beginning of the show. I think we're going to see Doncic back as maybe Thursday is what I'm hearing. And uh, I've seen some footage, Kurt, of him running in pregame and uh, warm-ups. And he's looking pretty good. So I think we're definitely going to see Luka back soon. Um, other than that, Kurt, any thoughts on the Mavericks? No, man. Just like you said, uh, these guys who've had some limited run, uh, it's a good thing to tuck away, file away, and remember if Luka ever goes down again that Brunson's more of the guy than DeLon Wright. And that's that's really about it, man. If you've been riding some of these guys um, who have emerged in his absence, then maybe a preemptive cut. Uh, maybe I would keep holding Brunson and Hardaway, but if you picked up a Dwight Powell or a DeLon Wright, I think they're probably guys that you could cut preemptively if there's a hot free agent. What do you think about that, Adrian? Yeah, I agree. I just... Um... You know, even though Powell played really nice tonight, it's just uh, Luca's usage is so high that he just um, he just gobbles up so many shots that I think, and it is it's pretty clear we're going to see Luca soon. So I agree with you. Don't miss out on an opportunity to uh, on grabbing a really nice guy um, because I really do believe, as you said, you know, Powell, um, some of these fringy guys are going to likely turn back into pumpkins when Luca returns. Um, Kurt, what went down on the Raptors side of this game? Well, my good man, this is probably the team that has had the most interest on them in the last 24, 48 hours with, uh, Guys like Freddie Van Vliet returned, but then we had Marcus Saul go down. We had Norm Powell out indefinitely. We have Siakam out indefinitely. Um, so it's getting kind of crazy here on the Raptors side. And then you have Lowry still standing, 33-year-old Lowry, uh, getting 42 minutes tonight. I'm I'm really concerned about the minutes here because yeah, they need him. Uh, by the way, they came back today, I believe it was 30 down, which I think I read was the biggest regular season comeback in 10 years or so, or, or a 30-point comeback hadn't been done in that long. So props to them. But man, the 42 minutes for Lowry. Sure, you love the stat line. 32, 8, and 10, five three-pointers, even 12 of 23 from the field. But I, I'm very concerned with those minutes, with him being 33 years old. We know he gets dinged up a lot, and we see that with a lot of these Raptors guys. Um, Siakam was getting somewhere near 30, almost 37 minutes a game uh, before he went down. Van Vliet, 36 and a half minutes per game. Even old man Gasol, they were trucking out there for 28 minutes. So I'm a little concerned if I own a lot of the Raptors. 
let's see, Serge Ibaka had a monster game the other night, and then today only played 24 minutes for 6-5 and five with an assist and a block. OG Ananobi, I think he should be owned everywhere. He's kind of sporadic, but he has that triple one potential. 3 and D guy, 6-6 six and six with two assists. Actually didn't get you any of the 3 and D tonight. Van Vliet had an off-shooting night, but, you know, he's still kind of working his way back up to speed. Only played 28 minutes, 10 points, 3 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a 3. Hurt you at the, from the field at 2 of 13 and chipped in 4 turnovers. Uh, he'll be fine. Patrick McCaw got a start at shooting guard, and he probably will for the foreseeable future with Norm Powell out. I think Powell's injury is supposed to be one of the longer ones. Eight points, two boards, and assists, four steals, two three-pointers. I don't think he's in a standard league conversation. His purse 36 uh, stats didn't look very good, but, I mean, he's starting. They're going to need him to get minutes, so definitely keep an eye on him. Elsewhere off the bench, these were two of the more interesting guys in the last 48 hours, Chris Boucher and Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Adrian, I picked up Chris Boucher everywhere. <laughs> I, I got the Woj bomb that Siakam was out indefinitely. Norm Powell's out indefinitely. Obviously, Gasol was still out. Van Vliet, I believe, was out at the time and has since returned. I ran to the wire everywhere and picked him up thinking, he's got to get minutes. There's nobody left standing here. He had that first game where he played 13 minutes for five points and four boards. Immediately, I was pretty disappointed. In, in one league, I cut him for our man over on the other side of this game, Tim Hardaway Jr. I cut Tim Hardaway Jr. for Chris Boucher because he was, he was the worst guy on my team and immediately regretted it. Hardaway went out there and scored like 27 points or something. So I was a little bummed there, but tonight we finally, um, if you held on, which I have a little bit of an itchy trigger finger myself, I, I think I picked him up in four or five places. That same night after he had the 13 minutes, I cut him in two or three of those places pretty happy that in at least two I exercised a little bit of patience and held on there anyway tonight 24 minutes 21 points seven rebounds two steals four blocks um yeah great game for him if he can even get to the mid-20s in minutes which I think they really need him to do he's going to be great for this team you know Abaka's got some tread on the tires so it makes sense to lean on him especially with all these guys out the Raptors are probably going to take some losses in the next few weeks. Maybe a, a decent time to develop this young guy. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, he's had some good lines here too, but I'm more definitely more intrigued by Boucher. Uh, but I couldn't blame you if you wanted to roll to the dice on RHG to see what happens there. 18-9 and nine with two assists and a steal. 6-6 six six from the free throw line. We know in the past he's had some pretty... Uh, He's been able to contribute kind of across the board, but he's getting a little up there in age. Kind of fell off the fantasy landscape last year when people were really hoping for some big things out of him. So of these guys, if I'd rank the pickups, Boucher, I think he's must-own, must-start. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson's probably second, and then McCaw is more of like a watch league guy, or watch list guy. Adrian, what's your take here on these Raptors? Um, 
you nailed it, man. And I love exactly how you had it. You know, uh, Boucher is the priority guy because of the upside. Uh, I mean, look at we're looking at six defensive stats here tonight where, you know, I do like Rondé Hollis Jefferson. I do think he's also worth a pickup, but ze- uh, one steal from him. So it's just the uh, like you go for upside. Boucher's got the higher upside. Now, Hollis Jefferson, uh, has the safer floor though meaning you know gonna give you a nice low end line but Boucher can give you that bigger pop line like he did here tonight in just 20 minutes in mid to low 20 minutes of action so love your take on him um just want to also note Van Vliet went to the locker room in the third quarter I can't even find out why I don't think even anybody knows why he ended up coming back to the game but just didn't look right and that could have definitely contributed for the 2 of 13 shooting so just want to make note of that and then again um, love your take on you know Macaws a, a watch list type of guy, and uh, I think for sure uh, Hollis Jefferson Boucher, those are the two guys that I think are worth a pickup here. Okay, uh, let's let's jump over to game two. Game two, the Charlotte Hornets taking on the Boston Celtics. The Celtics getting the victory, one nineteen to ninety three. I'm gonna take a look on the Charlotte side of this game. Um, I'm gonna start with Devonte Graham. This guy's just been outstanding. Uh, I mean, what can you say about him? Pickup of the year, most improved player. I mean, I I don't know. Um, 23 points, 10 assists, 4 rebounds. Kurt, he was 6 of 13 from downtown. I think he's, uh, last time I checked, he was second in the NBA in 3-pointers three three made. Um, I mean, just what an outstanding surprise this guy has been. Um, 6 to 17 from the field. He's just been outstanding. Um, next guy I want to talk about is uh, Miles Bridges. Probably one of my biggest misses of the season. I have him in like every league and um, he's been a really frustrating player. Now, tonight was actually not too bad because you're so used to getting low end lines from him that even in tonight's okay line it feels good (laughs) because i'm used to getting like eight points and like hardly anything else so 15 points a steal a block three assists six rebounds two threes on six of 13 shooting i will take that from uh miles bridges terry rozier who had a really nice game in the last one kind of fell off a little bit in this one but was still serviceable with 14 points a steal a block four assists two boards on six of 17 shooting um Bismack Biombo's been getting the start and uh man he was good tonight on 18 points on a very efficient 8 of 11 shooting from the field two blocks two assists three boards this is a pretty good game from Biombo Batum is back but I really hope you guys are not counting on Batum in standard leagues um who else uh um off the bell man ugly games off the bench here today from from all these guys and uh man that's pretty much all i got kurt what do you think of the uh what do you think of the hornets um like you said with uh, miles bridges he's been kind of disappointing so far i was i was high on him too to start the year uh or in draft season i wasn't I actually didn't land him anywhere. He was recently dropped in one of my leagues, and I was pretty stoked to scoop him up. I would keep holding on there. I think I think eventually he gets this rolling. And the other thing, man, 
the center rotation the other day, I said keep Biombo and Zeller starting out there because with P.J. Washington out, they were both getting the start. Then today, they were like, let's start Batum. Uh, just kind of messy. Then 17 minutes off the bench for Zeller. You know, now this it's kind of like a, a merry-go-round here. So that, for me, if I had Zeller, I'd be cutting him. And probably, I think Biombo would still be a hold for those blocks. And usually, he's going to get you more rebounds than he did tonight. But... Yeah, I don't know. Do you like either of those centers there? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a little desperate for center help, I think you could go Biombo. Um, although, I'll be honest with you, in like shallower 10-team leagues, I probably would just avoid the situation altogether. And then, hey, super quick, I, I forgot to mention, Graham had a quad contusion in the fourth uh, I think he left the game briefly but returned, so it doesn't look like anything serious, but uh, something that probably should be noted. Keep an eye on it, but hopefully it's nothing. Um, anything else on the Hornet side, you think? That's really about it, brother. Not a whole lot going on off the bench. Um, we're kind of maybe keeping one eye on Cody Martin, but yeah, not, not much there to warrant a pickup, in my opinion. Yeah, what went down on the a Celtics side of this game. All right, good, sir. So the Celts are a little dinged up right now. They don't have Marcus Smart with his eye injury. I think he's due back soon. Uh, Gordon Hayward's still out with his foot tightness, I believe. I think he's due back, I want to say Christmas, so a couple more days for him. So with that, we had Jason Tatum go off for, I believe, a career high tonight in points. 39 points, 12 boards, 2 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks, 4 three-pointers, over 50% from the field, 100% from the line. Great night for Tatum. Kemba Walker also had a nice game. Uh, I guess kind of quieter by his standards, actually. 23 points, 4 assists, 5 threes. Not bad in only 30 minutes. He had 4 fouls, so that probably limited him a bit there. Jalen Brown having a nice year. 16, 9, and 5. No defensive stats, but chipped in a 3-pointer. 50% from the field. Uh, semi ogerly started. Nothing to see there. Daniel Tice and NS Cantor is probably a, a position battle worth monitoring. We've been watching all year. It hasn't really led to a clear winner here. More of them both kind of 14-teamers to this point. But Robert Williams, the Time Lord, is out, I think, until a week into January or so. So that's forced them to play Cantor and Tice a little bit more. Tice got the start but had four fouls, so it limited him to 15 minutes. He had no points but five rebounds and a block. Meanwhile, Cantor's been heating up off the bench. He had he played 24 minutes, which is, if he could keep that amount of minutes, that's really all he needs for standard league value. He had 8 points, 13 rebounds, and a block. Um, he's going to get you points and rebounds on good percentages if he can keep that amount of minutes. So I think, I think he's worth an add probably in standard leagues. I wouldn't cut anything uh, with proven value, but if you have a low-end center, say you had uh, Cody Zeller, I would swap him for Cantor at this point. Other than that, there was uh, Grant Williams. He has saw 22 minutes for 12, 4, and 2, a steal, a block, and a 3. Maybe a deep lead guy kind of there. And Brad Wanamaker saw 27 minutes but only took one shot, 8 assists, and also pitched in a block. He's probably a deep league point guard kind of guy. Uh, let's see. Other than that, really... The only thing, like I said, Adrian, that's really moving the needle here for me with the Celts lately is Cantor picking up steam a little bit. So, really, that's that's the main thing here for me. 
Uh, what do you What do you got, Adrian? What do you, what's your take on these guys? Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned a Cantor. I think he's probably the biggest storyline because you know his, as you said, his minutes have been ramping up, and I think in this uh, 24 minute range, I think uh, um, he could be a usable double double guy with points and boards so um you know i think definitely in deeper leagues go pick him up and then uh you pretty much covered everything else just want to note and i don't even know if this is worth noting jalen brown another guy that went to the locker room in the first quarter came back in the game that people don't even know why he went to the locker room and played the rest of the game so probably not even worth mentioning but uh just want to note it if um um, if you were curious, uh, I don't know, maybe you feel like Brown was a little bit disappointing, although I think he still had a pretty decent line. Um, yeah, he still had a pretty good game. Um, let's see. That, man, that's about it. You know, Kurt with the Celtics, it's just nothing new other than the Cantor angle. We kind of know who their guys are. And then real interesting with the with the injuries here to uh, um, Hayward and Smart and missing some guys here uh, okay let's go over to the next game um the indiana pacers taking on the milwaukee bucks um the uh let's see the bucks getting the victory not a big surprise there 117 to 89 i'm gonna take a look at the pacers side of this game um oh man sabonis this guy is just a double double machine 19 points with 18 rebounds two steals two blocks five assists kurt i am like kicking myself for i don't know how i do not have a single share of sabonis and uh it pains me every time i look at the box score and i see these gaudy double doubles from him man it just uh i don't know how i didn't get any sabonis um he shot eight of 16 from the field he was even two of two from downtown geez what an insane game from sabonis in this one um perfect one-on-one from the line um some pretty disappointing lines from guys here tonight uh tj warren only nine points one three real on poor shooting four 13 miles turner this feels a little disappointing 11 points five rebounds did have one steal and one block but um you know still kind of feels underwhelming for turner um aaron holiday is an interesting stream uh lamb <laughs> lamb is injured we're still waiting for Oladipo to return. So Holiday had 11 points, two steals, three assists, two rebounds, one three on five of 11 shooting. I think he could be worth the stream if you need some point guard help for the short term uh, when Lamb returns, and of course when ultimately when Oladipo returns, that will definitely uh, probably end um, Holiday. But at least for the meantime, he could be worth a look. Um, McDermott had a decent game off the bench, 15 points, 3 rebounds, and I guess I forgot to mention Brogdon had a double-double, 10 points, 10 assists, 1 steal, um, kind of really poor shooting for Brogdon, only 5 of 19 from the field, but Brogdon should be just great for the, uh, the rest of the season. Um, Kurt, what do you think of the Pacers? Um from anything moving in the fantasy landscape like you said it's probably Aaron Holiday I've seen him picked up in a good amount of my leagues and I was kind of curious why 
Um, I looked into his game log. It's been pretty decent. Uh, we know when he gets solid minutes that he gives you a pretty nice line. I think in the last two weeks he's something like number 111 in 9-cat. So standard league, sure. Um, who knows how long Lamb's going to be out. And I think I read somewhere that they're saying Lamb might continue to come off the bench. Uh, maybe that makes for an easier transition. So instead of moving two guys, they just move one. I'm, I'm not sure. So when Oladipo comes back, maybe he just flips Holiday to the bench and they keep Lamb coming off, off the bench for some scoring punch. Uh, so Lamb's definitely trending down. His ownership in Yahoo Leagues has dropped about 9% in the last, I think, week. I don't own him anywhere, and I wouldn't be stoked about his value moving forward. But if you like him, if you like him as like a low-end guy on your team, or say you want him on your team, right now is probably a good time to buy. But I'm not too stoked about it. Maybe maybe he could be like the last, the 10th man on your team, so to speak, as Dan calls it. Other than that, man... It was nice to see Miles Turner a little quiet tonight, but it's been nice to see him get it going some. Uh, I guess they've been staggering. I haven't watched the Pacers in a minute, but I guess they've been staggering Sabonis and Turner and having Turner come off the bench a little bit, and he's been doing pretty well on that role so far. So good to see that from him. Uh, I think he was a pretty pretty massive buy-low candidate for a while there. Um any any final takes on these guys, Adrian? No, that's about it. You know, I'm really glad you mentioned that Lamb may continue coming off the bench. I think um, that makes Holiday look more attractive as an ad, just knowing that he could even have some more long-term value. So uh, really glad that you mentioned that. Uh, what went down on the Milwaukee side of this game? All right, brother. So the Bucks are without uh, Bledsoe, I, I believe, two weeks. So there are a few games into that. So we got DiVincenzo starting. He's been an okay pickup. Uh, really helping you in the steals department tonight. Four points, four boards, three assists, two steals, two blocks. So doesn't really pop off the page, but those defensive stats are juicy. You can probably keep riding him. Uh, while Bledsoe's out. I don't think he's a must-own guy in standard leagues, but definitely in 14-teamers and deeper. Uh, same with George Hill. He's been pretty solid in the last few weeks. 22 minutes off the bench for 17 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 3 three-pointers. Uh, that's probably the high watermark of what to expect from him. If you have a trash guard at the end of the bench in a standard league, I could see picking him up. 14-teamers, he's probably a pickup. Uh jumping around a little bit here but uh starter obviously onto the kumpo 18 points 19 rebounds nine assists two steals two blocks good to see those assist numbers and he only missed one free throw tonight so good to see that from j ga uh middleton he had 12 4 and 5 with one steal one block one three it's been a tiny bit disappointing this year brooke lopez he was a huge uh, by low candidate in recent weeks and really took off in the last couple games tonight 17 and 8 two assists two blocks three three-pointers and the other night he went nuts for uh, four three-pointers and seven blocks so after what was it about there were about eight an eight game stretch where he scored in single digits seven of those games and wasn't hitting his regular amount of threes, so people were getting pretty frustrated with him. I tried to buy him where I could. If you did, congratulations. Uh, I think he's going to be just fine. He's right around his draft day price, 
performing at number 56 on the season in nine cap by uh, Yahoo ranks prior to tonight. So that'll probably go up a little bit actually after tonight. Uh, Wesley Matthews had 19, one and one, two steals, one block, four three pointers. He might get some extended run, uh, but I think he's more of a deep league guy. And off the bench, you know, Adrian, I guess for super deep leagues, Robin Lopez had 13, three and two with a steal and a three, but only saw 18 minutes. So that's probably not something that's going to happen very often. Not a whole lot's changing here for for me, Adrian. What do you think about these bucks? Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, hard to trust a lot of these guys off the bench. Um, Hill in deeper leagues might be worth a look. Um, had a really great game tonight with that 17 points and the nine boards, four assists. But uh, I think for the most part, in a low 20 minute role, I think George Hill most nights will be pretty underwhelming. And then um, I'm I'm. I picked up Dante DiVincenzo in a few leagues, definitely anything 12 teams and deeper. And, you know, even though the scoring will never blow you away, um, the fact that he just had two steals, two blocks, three assists, four rebounds, it's it's those defensive stats, specifically the steals that he can help you with. So I think he's worth rostering for that. And then other than that, man, you pretty much covered everything else there. Um... Oh, man, really disappointing if you got bled, so hopefully he comes back soon, sooner rather than later. Um, all right, let's jump over to the next game. The LA Clippers taking on the OKC Thunder. Man, the Clippers with another loss. Uh, pretty disappointing. Uh, I think that's a couple losses in a row, or I know they just lost um, the other night um, when they took on the Rockets, so a little surprising to see them lose two in a row now um Kawhi Leonard it did not play in this one so um let's take a look at the Clippers side again the Thunder getting the victory 118 to 112 let's take a look at the clips uh Lou Williams you know with Kawhi out Pat Beverly also missing this game um I don't think either of those guys are going to miss any extended time maybe we see them back in the next one so um, I don't think it's anything serious for either of those guys um, Lou Will with 22 points 7 assists 3 rebounds 1-3 on 7 of 20 shooting he's a perfect 7 of 7 from the line Paul George with 18 points 2 steals 3 assists 2 rebounds two threes now the shooting is a little disappointing from pg it was only six of 17 from the field also had five turnovers in this one so not the greatest game with paul george especially you expect him to really just go crazy with um, Kawhi and pat bev out so little disappointing for pg but um of course you know he's gonna be just fine um let's see what else what else um montrez harrell even though he's coming off the bench He's the big you want in that front court. 18 points with eight rebounds, one assist um, on an eight of 17 shooting. Zubak, man, he's starting, but um, only getting 18 minutes. He had seven points, the steals, two assists, eight rebounds. You can't trust him in standard leagues. 
Um, Patterson is starting, but you know, he had 12.6 rebounds, two assists, two threes on five of seven shooting. It's a pretty good game for uh, Pat Patterson, but in just 18 minutes, uh, I think it's really trust hard to trust him on a night-to-night basis. Mo Harkless as well, usually a guy you can't really trust. Man, uh, Kurt, it's just uh, tough to trust any of the main guys here. Um, now, Shamet had a nice game. Uh, 14 points, two steals, three assists, four rebounds. And, you know, he got 31 minutes off the bench. So, uh, I don't know, maybe keep an eye on that in really deep leagues. But other than that, man, uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of fringy guys um, on this Clipper team. What do you think of them, Kurt? Uh, yeah, man. In terms of things that move the needle, maybe, maybe like you said, you could look at Shamit with the 31 minutes. But... With Kawhi not playing, uh, who's to say how many minutes he's going to get with Kawhi out there? That line tonight is nice, but uh, what we saw from him last year is he's not really going to contribute outside of threes and scoring. So maybe two threes, uh, just under 10 points, I could say. I think you could uh, look at there. And there are a lot more three point streamers that are a lot more reliable than him. Uh, 14 teamers, sure, but standard leaguers, I don't, I don't think he's quite there yet. He still has time to, you know, improve. He's still a young guy. I believe this is only second year in the league, but yeah, not somebody that I'm looking to in standard leagues. On, on the Thunder side, before, we, did you have any more final takes on these guys, Adrian? Nope. What, what happened on the other side? Well, sir, uh, Danilo Gallinari did not play tonight. He had, uh, I believe it was ankle soreness that cost him a game earlier in the season. He's traditionally a slow healer, but in that occurrence that happened in the past month, he only missed one game. So with it just being soreness, hopefully he's back soon. He's been having a great year, both him and CP3, who you know get the get branded super injury prone and and for good reason they've been playing the majority of the games here i just offhand i don't think cba3 has missed any games yet i could be wrong there and i'm pretty sure this is only gallo's second game uh shea gilgis alexander they can't even fit his full name in the box score 32 points i believe is a career high three rebounds five dimes two steals two three-pointers and 12 of 25 from the field which is great to see because He's really been kind of hurting you at the at the field this year. And that's one of the things that's kind of keeping his value down. Let's see. Terrence Ferguson started. Nothing changing there. CP3, 12 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 threes. Not the greatest shooting night from him at 5-13. He has been a monster this year. In the last two weeks, he's number 4 in 9-cat. Number 4. So... I think he's a sell-high guy, which, you know, that's kind of a hard thing to gauge because everybody expects CP3 to get hurt. He misses a lot of games. He's older. Potential shutdown risk, potential trade candidate. Who knows where he lands? One thing that I heard recently, I don't know if this was Woj, uh, so I won't attribute it to him, but uh, I read somewhere, I think it was on Twitter in the last couple days, that the Thunder may wait until the offseason to trade anyone. So everyone who's saying, you know, you can't trust Gallo, can't trust CP3, who knows what's going to happen with Adams, with the trade rumors. Um, you know, there's also that rumor out there that maybe they don't trade anyone. So maybe just keep riding these guys. It's hard to sell a guy like CP3 or Gallo because of that injury history. So maybe just keep riding them. That might be your best bet. 
kind of like a guy like Dinwiddie. You know, everyone knows what's hap- going to happen in the future with potentially Irving returning, you know. So maybe keep riding them. Uh, interested to hear your take on that in a second here, Adrian. Uh, with Gallo out, Darius Baisley got a start and had an okay stat line. Seven points, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a three. Maybe a streamer or DFS punt type kind of guy if Gallo's going to miss more time. Steven Adams had a monster line tonight. 20 points, 17 boards, 2 assists, 3 steals, 10 of 15 from the field. Missed 2 free throws, but you can't really complain about that line. One of his better lines of the year. Off the bench, Dennis Schroeder, one of our hoopball six. He's been doing pretty well. In the last 30 days, he's number 96 in 9-cat. And in the last 2 weeks, number 54. So... A lot of people have Schroeder and are thinking, you know, CP3 could be traded every day. That was the talk coming into the season, so he's going to be in for a monster role. Well, if CP3 doesn't get traded, Schroeder might be at his peak value right now. So, like I said, number 54 in the last two weeks. If people didn't see that little rumor that I did, uh, that these guys might not get traded, Schroeder's value... Not only is he playing well in these last two weeks, but somebody who might not have been paying attention or missed that little snippet might think, you know, wow, he's going to be even better to when CP3 potentially gets traded. So you might be able to talk one of your league mates into buying Schroeder. Tonight, 28 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, 4 three-pointers, 8 of 9 from the free throw line, and 8 of 17 from the field. So great line from him. We haven't seen... Hamadou Diallo in a bit. He's out with his sprained right elbow. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure when he's due back. Other than that, uh, Nerlens Noel played 17 minutes, 8 points, 5 rebounds, 1 block. He has been number 84 on the season in 9-cap prior to tonight. Um, so he's he's kind of a stash if you think that the trade with Steven Adams might happen or if you think he might get shut down. I'd I'm not a big fan of those minutes. For me, minutes are pretty big. So, yeah, he's getting one steal per game and 1.4 blocks. So that's great. Can't argue with that. Great defensive guy to have. But for me personally, I want somebody with a little more upside. So I got this question on Twitter today where somebody said, Noel, you know, long-term, or Chris Boucher. And I want to go Chris Boucher. And maybe that's the wrong mentality. Season-long value is normally the way to go, but... Sometimes I'm attracted to that shiny new toy. You know, Adrian, we got Christmas and Hanukkah around the corner here. Shiny new toy usually gets Cap's attention. So for me, even though Boucher had the one terrible game and the one really good game tonight, I am gonna, I would rather ride him for however long uh, he sees extended run. And maybe he doesn't, but in the hope that he sees extended run, he's just got a, such a fun fantasy stat set that I would lean towards him, even if it's only three weeks of really good games, and I'm sure there's probably going to be some bumps in the road, but for me, I'd rather ride him for a few weeks than Noel. And that's really my take on these guys, Adrian. Uh, Curious to know what you think about some of that, and if I missed anything. You definitely did not miss anything thorough as usual. Um, just want to say I heard the rumor as well, and it did come from Woj. Uh, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski and I think it was Zach Lowe had a trade special uh, show, and they both mentioned that they didn't think 
Chris Paul would get moved um, or that the Thunder would make a lot of moves, I think, um, during the season. And another kind of interesting thing, Kurt, is that the Thunder are sitting as player or as team, the seventh seed right now in a very tough Western Conference. So, um, you know, if that holds, you think that that would kind of maybe... um, make them less likely to make some moves now if they were to make a move you would think that Stephen Adams likely could be that Stephen Stephen Adams or Danilo Gallinari would likely be um, the moves that they would make if they did an in-season move and um, uh, also an interesting rumor came out earlier today that the Atlanta Hawks were interested in Steven Adams. I thought that was kind of interesting. But anyways, um, love your take. Uh, you know, Noel, this is kind of a bummer. If you picked up Noel earlier, he was playing really well um, a few weeks ago. But with with Steven Adams kind of really ramping up, Steven Adams got off to a very slow start, was dealing with injury stuff at the beginning of the season. I feel like he's really starting to roll, and we're seeing Noel, you know, in just 17 minutes, a line like tonight, um, really low end line. But I do still like the idea of holding Noel. He's He's like borderline worth owning even in this role. And of course, if anything happens to Adams, if he gets moved, Noel is an easy, um, easy value, easy uh, stud value guy. So um, definitely like the idea of still hanging on to Noel. Uh, Kurt, I like your take on Boucher over Noel uh, for sure, too, in the short term. And just the upside feels a lot higher with um, Boucher, although I do feel like, you know, eventually when Toronto gets Gasol and Siakam and they're 100%, you know, I think Boucher doesn't stand much of a chance and I also the Raptors who are currently fourth seed in the east I think they're really going to be going for it I just don't see them um, selling off their veterans because I think they're really going to try to make a run to get as deep into the playoffs as they can but um, I do love your take in in the next two to three weeks I think Boucher I mean what he did tonight that's what that's why you have Chris Boucher so um, love that take Kurt um, other than that man not much just want to mention uh, Shea Gillis Alexander who um, a lot of people were kind of down on has been really trending up lately uh, man he Kurt he took 25 shots tonight it just you know I think there was a game there was a couple games um, a week ago where he just like ba- like barely took shots so you like to see him active on the offensive end so this is a really nice trend so um you know people were really down on him because he was drafted like in the fourth or fifth round and i think at the time a few weeks ago he was returning like ninth round value so he's been really trending up lately so i think this is a really good sign for him um any closing thoughts here kurt before we go over to the, the final game of the night Oh, brother, that's about it. Okay, let's see. I'm clicking over to the nice. Okay, I think literally this game just ended. So, um, <laughs> crazy time, <laughs> crazy time, and let's jump into it. Uh, Kurt, the Lakers losing another one, man. They've only lost five games this season, and uh, 
two of them came just recently so this is an interesting trend here uh no lebron james in this one and then uh you know we'll look in the lakers side after the denver side i'm going to jump in on the nuggets first um i'll start with will barton who's been a pretty pleasant late round value guy um 14 points with 13 rebounds five assists two steals this is a pretty good game the shooting wasn't great four of 12 from the field but he was a perfect six of six from the line and i think just the fact he got a nice double double from him i don't think i think he'll take the poor shooting um for the rest of his line um murray kind of disappointing in this one wasn't shooting it well only three of 11 for six points five assists three rebounds uh Jokic has been playing a lot better lately um you know only took eight shots uh it was five of eight for 18 points but did have five assists six rebounds a steal a block a perfect seven of seven from the line one three he's been really coming around late Paul Millsap in just 21 minutes had 21 points didn't do much else though but did give you three threes and uh Millsap has been uh pretty decent uh Gary Harris uh 19 points four steals five assists one rebound uh seven of ten from the field one of three from downtown four of five from the line this is really nice game from Harris Kurt I drafted Harris in a lot of leagues as like a late round guy and then I ended up dropping him because he was so disappointing um still real up and down but this is a really nice game from Gary Harris um what else what else uh off the bench they got a nice game from Beasley 16 points in 22 minutes but tough to trust him Jeremy Grant is just like a handcuff if Millsap misses time so tough to play Jeremy Grant um, in standard leagues tough to play any of these bench guys in standard leagues uh, let's see it's really the starters doing the heavy lifting here so um, that's about it Kurt what do you think of the Nuggets for things that actually move the needle uh, Gary Harris you know we all wanted him to succeed and, and like uh, he was taken as a last round kind of flyer maybe maybe around pick 100 maybe somewhere closer there I took him in a few spots myself been pretty bummed dropped him pretty much everywhere um and he's yeah he's been trending up last 14 days uh number 113 on the season has been shooting 93 percent from the free throw line in that span and if you got somebody to cut uh if he's still out there he's already scooped up in all my leagues again he's been dropped and added more so than almost any player i can think of this year um i think i think he's a standard league guy at this point we all he's got the potential so when somebody's done it before they've shown you they can be a top 40 type 50 guy um there's not a ton of questions marks there you know what he can do can he be that guy this year i don't think so but can he be a top 100 guy that's i mean it's plausible it maybe the rest of the way even so i think he's a pickup um if he's still available somehow the guy that i want to touch on here just real quick like you said Jokic who started the season as one of the more disappointing players, one of the more disappointing first-round players. Last 30 days, he's number 11 in 9-cat on Yahoo ranks. And in the last 14 days, Adrian, he is number 7. Number 7. Wow. He was a default rank of number 6. So he's been really, really cruising lately. And just kind of keep this in the back of your mind for next year, too. If he gets drafted in the first round, and he starts off slow because this is at least the second year where he started off pretty bad and 
I remember last year he had a lot of single-digit scoring nights. And with as much as people overvalue scoring, people who took him in as second rounder, first rounder, pretty disappointed. In the last 14 days, man, what a beast. 54% from the field, almost 78 from the free throw line, 21 points, almost 22, 10 boards, 8.9 assists, not much in the steals department, 0.7 blocks, 2.03 pointers. And again, number seven in the last two weeks. So he has really turned it around, really coming on hot. Again, keep this in mind for next year. If he starts off slow, um, he's a great buy-low candidate. I think he's even done it a couple years before that. So just keep this in mind. This is how he starts. Uh, really, really, that's what I got here, Adrian. Um, any final thoughts on the Nuggets? Uh, nothing else for me. What went down on the Laker side of this game? Alrighty. Um, so we had LeBron sit out tonight with uh, let me sure make sure I get this injury right. It was a thoracic muscle strain. We didn't hear a whole lot about it prior to. Um, no, I guess I guess he didn't practice on Saturday as well. So I think this is only his first game sitting out uh, the season. So you know there was some talk about whether he'd been he'd be uh, load managed or how much he might rest and last year you know was the first year uh, I'm just going off memory here I believe it was the first year since his rookie season where he didn't have a playoff run so where he's used to playing into June July whenever the NBA finals usually go he was able to get all that rest and he's never had that since his rookie year and what is he in season 16 17 so he hasn't missed many games if he can play I think he will. Uh, he really likes to play on Christmas, and he's. I think he holds a good amount of records for stats um, in, in NBA League history just for games on Christmas. So not that that's super important to him. Uh, I, I think they're saying he's questionable for that game, but I, th- I think he wants to play on that game. Uh, just, just historically and with those stats, I, I don't know. I just get the feeling that he wants to get out there and play. And then again, I don't know. Maybe he wants to spend the day with his family. Who knows? Um, other than that, Anthony Davis had a little bit of a scary fall. I believe he hurt his knee. He went to the locker room for a bit and returned. And then I believe started the fourth quarter after that. So that's encouraging. He had 32 points, 11 boards, an assist, four blocks, and a three. So the fact that he returned when they lost this game pretty handily is definitely encouraging because, I mean, you could see them bringing him back if it was a super close game, but the fact that it was a blowout and they still brought him back, that's encouraging. Uh, However, I wouldn't be surprised if this swells up overnight and he misses a game or two, especially if LeBron is going to miss too. Why not sit both of them, just take the L for that game, give them an extra day, a couple days to recover, and then be back in the game after that. With that, we had Danny Green tonight, only played 18 minutes. I didn't see an injury there, but maybe I'm missing something. Five points, four rebounds, two assists. Maybe he'll get some extended usage with LeBron out. Um, if LeBron does miss time, I think Rondo is probably going to get more minutes. Uh, Rondo and LeBron kind of trade off point guard duties, so Rondo tonight saw 28 minutes, five points, eight assists, three steals, four rebounds, so... He could be a decent stream. Avery Bradley started, didn't do a whole lot. 
JaVale McGee, 18 minutes for 7-5 and five with two blocks. Excuse me there. Kyle Kuzma, 22 minutes off the bench. You'd think maybe he'd see some more run with LeBron out. 16 points, 4 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 1-3. Maybe he could be a decent streamer if LeBron's going to miss some time. Uh, gosh, off the bench, I'm really digging here. Caruso, 8 points, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, 22 minutes. Dwight Howard, 8 and 7 in 17 minutes. And as the story's kind of been with these guys season long, I'm not really interested in any of them outside of Davis and LeBron. I could understand if you're holding green in a standard league. I think he's barely inside the top 150 or so last time I checked, so I could understand that. If you're really, really desperate for a center, and I think you could do better, I'd understand if you have McGee or Howard, but they're more probably 16-teamers. And then, like I said, the only guy who really moves this fans, the fantasy landscape needle for me if LeBron's going to miss more time, is potentially Rondo, but I'm not racing to pick him up. If you really need assists, maybe some steals chipped in there, I understand that one. Really, Adrian, that's all I got here. Did I miss anything? What's your take on these guys? I'm staying away from the Lakers other than um, Anthony Davis and LeBron and um, your main guys. And um, just want to say, man, I think the Lakers are playing with fire. Um playing Anthony Davis uh, there. I mean, I'm, from what I'm hearing, he was limping around at times, didn't look good. And I mean, um, I mean, what's important for this Laker team is the postseason, and we're so early still into this um, NBA season that uh, uh, I would not risk the health of Anthony Davis or LeBron. And so, um, but, you know, Kurt, really hoping that we see these guys for Christmas Day. I've been looking forward to that Clipper-Laker uh, showdown for, I think, since it was announced during the summertime. So um, it's going to be pretty disappointing if we don't see LeBron, Anthony Davis, even guys like Kawhi Leonard or Paul George are no guarantees um, to play. So uh, really hope we see both teams healthy because uh, it's going to be a lot of fun on Christmas Day. Um, that's about it, man. Uh, you covered everything. And, uh, you know, Lakers, again, another one of these teams. We know it's the main guys. And other than that, man, the fringy guys are just tough, tough to count on. Um, tough to count on. Kurt, yep. I think that's it, man. Uh, kind of a, kind of a quiet, t- um, quiet night. Not too many games for us. We're used to going... 10 games we used to do in hour and a half shows uh i guess let's put a bow in this any closing thoughts uh where can the listeners find you anything you want to say plug add nothing really to plug um listeners thanks for tuning in especially you know around the holiday season understand if uh you're not tuning in as much but if you are we're happy to have you uh adrian and i love talking hoops um you can find me on Twitter at Captain Kanegis. The hashtag, or the, it's probably in the description. You want to check that out. Um, and just enjoy the holidays. You know, it's time for family. So Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Joyous Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, Festivus for the rest of us. And yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. All right, you guys. Thanks so much for listening, supporting the show. As Kurt said, we hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday. Hope your fantasy teams are doing well. Hope Just hope you guys are having a happy and safe holiday. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. We'll see you next week.
This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.